the Wholesale Link Studios, powered by RumbleOn.com. Jared and the GM, with Jared Stillman and Floyd Reese. On ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Chargers down by three. Rivers on again. Gordon. Did he get in? This official says no. Oh, the clock is rolling. Nine seconds. Eight seconds. Titans have the football. Is that a fumble for Gordon? And here's Vinovich. After reviewing the play, the runner lost the ball prior to crossing the goal. There's a full recovery by the defense. It's a touchdown. Please just the game clock to 15 seconds. What a bizarre ending this has been in Nashville. Well said by Ian Eagle on the CBS broadcast right there. A bizarre ending, a wild game. Titans win, though. It's the first time we've had a Titans Monday where they've won in about a month. So, Floyd, I mean, uh, the range of emotions of a football game, I think, are unmatched. I think that's why it's the most popular thing in America. Because, like, a baseball game, hockey game, basketball game, you know, you lose. It's like, okay, well, we'll just play tomorrow. But the range of emotions in that football game, I'm at the stadium, and the Titans go up 10, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to win. You know, they're going to win this game. And, yeah, Rivers is probably going to move down the field, and he'll put up a fight, but he'll throw a pick, or he'll get sacked and fumbled, or they'll get a first down, or something will happen, and the Titans will win the game. And then they throw the bomb to Eckler. And I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then they're running it with Derrick Henry, and they're moving well, and it's fourth and inches, and they go for it, and they don't get it. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. And then Rivers to Eckler, and I'm like, I, I kind of was hoping that it-, it was a touchdown so the Titans would have their timeouts with 30 seconds and maybe try to score a touchdown because the freaking kicker missed an extra point, which is a whole other thing to get into. And then that ending to that game. So there is so much to get into. There's Tannehill and how he played. There's Vrabel and how he coached. And then there's the end of that game and how they refed it. So between the kicker not being able to kick, the coach at times feels like not totally sure if he knows how to coach. And then the refs not knowing how to ref at the end of the game yesterday where do you want to start, Floyd? I would like to hear your theories on the ref not officiating. So I'm sure this would be interesting. So, so on the handoff to Gordon, <laughs> where Gordon fumbled the ball, right? So Gordon fumbles the ball, and I'll get to the I'll get to the QB sneak where I thought the ref screwed that up too. But Gordon gets the ball, and I see the Titans get up and they start running, and I'm like, the Titans might have the ball. And I'm looking at it, and Rivers is trying to argue dude was down, and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm looking at Vinovich, and I'm waiting for Vinovich to do something, right? Like, you either got to call touchdown, down, and then like give me a three for third down, or you got to call something. And the side judges weren't calling anything, and the ref wasn't calling anything, and Vinovich was just standing there, and I'm at the game watching this, and Vinovich is just standing there, and I'm like, you have to call something. You have to either stop the clock, you have to call for a review, but you have to call him either down, fumbled, or touchdown. You have to call one of them. And they didn't call it. And it was like they were all looking around at each other like, 
What'd you think? I don't know. What'd you think? Well, um, what'd you think, Johnny? Johnny, you, you were 40 yards away. What did you think? They, they, didn't, they didn't have a clue. So we're sitting there watching at the game, and I'm like, what's going to happen here? Because you got you to, gotta, if they're going to stop the clock, there's got to be a 10-second runoff. So it was a 10-second runoff with seven seconds because there were seven seconds on the clock at the stadium when they went over to the replay booth. And I'm like, who cares what happens? 10-second runoff. Titans win. And then they're like, no, because then they would blow it dead with 15. Just that was terrible. Uh, I thought the spot on the QB sneak was terrible. You had one guy that ran forward. Like one one of the refs that came in there, he was basically ruling that it was going to be a first down where his spot was. The other ref marked it short that they actually lost yardage, which I think is physically impossible given the situation. Uh, And then they ended up just putting the ball wherever. You can look at the guy move his foot and walk back. And when they put the ball down, just just incompetence across the board there. So that's that's the officials not knowing how to ref. But your thoughts on the game yesterday? <laughs> that was as entertaining as I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, okay, I thought. Uh, I mean, I thought it was really. I thought we played well as a group. You know, I thought the defense, short of the one series, played well. The offense. Played well. Uh, Tannehill, I thought, played just the way we wanted him to play. You know, not necessarily spectacular, not looking to be spectacular, but looked like an NFL offense. We we looked like we could throw and catch. We looked like we could run the ball when necessary. I mean, we did a lot of the things that we have really, really been starving for, uh, and and Tannehill made it look. You know, fairly easy. I mean, he's he's a different guy. I, I was surprised at how composed and how um, he he understands the NFL. He understands the league, and I think he understands what he can and can't do. And therefore, I think he's more willing to do some things that maybe Marcus wasn't. You know, like the like the touchdown to Davis, you know, that he threw in the end zone there. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of young quarterbacks won't throw that ball because the window's so small. But in the NFL, that's you got to throw that ball every time. You know, that's a touchdown. And and yet, if you've never done it or if you've done it and haven't had success, you don't want to do it. So I thought, I thought that really, really um, turned out well. Uh, I thought, you know, we got some big plays even on, on special teams. We got nice little punt, fake punt, which I thought was called perfectly, just the right time and, and well executed. And, uh, you know, we missed the the PAT. We got another Still dunker. can't kick. Still can't Amazing. kick. We were talking earlier, if they paid him for hitting a goalpost, he'd be a zillionaire. Um, but, uh, you know, all in all, I mean, a lot of positives. And and it wasn't like I mean Phillips Rivers you could tell he knew how important this game was now, and he was going out there and he was doing what you expect Rivers to do, and uh, you know Gordon we we said before the game I mean the two guys that scared me to death were Hunter and Eckler, and Hunter and Eckler ended up being the the thorns in our side. Although Keenan Allen and Williams did their part too. Keenan was okay. And 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 you know, I, I think Keenan was the one that dropped the most passes actually. I think he dropped like four balls. Uh, but he can he can make some plays. And Williams, they both they made a couple of sideline catches that were just just phenomenal. I mean just, you know, catches that you can't imagine they get a foot down and find a way to get a toe in. So 
um, you know, they 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 realized what was going on, and we we really didn't have an answer for the tight end, and and put ourselves in a bad position with with the running back from time to time. You know, get him out there on Woodyard and doing some things like that. I mean, that was tough. So, but I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of good things. Jay. And uh, as exciting a finish as I think I've seen a lot of, I mean, I've seen, I don't even know how many games I've seen, but I, I don't know that I've ever seen one end like that. So that was, that was special. Okay. For me, Titans got lucky. I mean, I like Tannehill. I like, Tan- I think Tannehill did a good job, a great job. Yesterday, and it, I mean, as much as I love Marcus, I saw some things from Tannehill yesterday that made me think, uh, maybe Marcus is the problem around here. You know, it, I'm not willing to commit to that, but definitely some things I saw, you know, when A.J. Brown and Corey Davis start consistently making plays as soon as the next quarterback comes in there, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, this, this there may be something to that. Uh, but I think the Titans got lucky. Boy, do I think the Titans got lucky. And I, I really, boy, I thought the defense yesterday was atrocious at times. They had their moments of good, but even they were given golden opportunities early in that game by the Chargers to make huge plays. Melvin Gordon fumbles the ball, and Correa thinks he's going to pick it up and run it into the end zone instead of diving on the ball. Malcolm Butler has a pick six and drops the football. I mean, the Chargers were just gifting you plays at times, and you couldn't take advantage of it. Rivers, you know, was just slicing and dicing them early in the first half and late in the second half. Uh, So the defense, which has been a strength of this team, I thought was pretty pedestrian yesterday. They made a good play at the end. But again, I think the Titans got lucky. I think the Titans got lucky. I, I... you know, and in, in the, and in this league, Floyd, sometimes you're better off being lucky than you are anything else. The way that that ball bounces. Sometimes you're better off being lucky than good. And maybe that's the case today. Again, I think the offense had some cohesion because of Tannehill, and I really liked what I saw out of Tannehill. I think Braden Gall kept going over this morning about how bad the Chargers' defense is. There's probably something to that in there, but I don't know. I liked Tannehill was zipping the fastball in there, and I that matters to me. The fact that on third down and and 11, he zips one to Humphreys, and Humphreys makes a couple plays, and it's a 14-yard pickup for a first down. I'm like, where the hell's that been? So I love what Tannehill did yesterday. The offensive line, I don't know if Tannehill got them all figured out, but the offensive line I thought had a pretty decent day for once, thank God. Uh, And yet they still can't kick, still not sure if they can coach. Yesterday just did not play defense. When it mattered the most. But Wesley Woodyard makes a just, God, what a great play by Woodyard to strip that ball out from Gordon. Unbelievable play by Woodyard. And the Titans, in my opinion, got lucky and they won the game. And you know what? Like I said, sometimes you're better off getting lucky in the NFL than you are anything else. Okay. Do you agree with that? No. You don't think they got lucky? <laughs> hey. Who didn't? Who doesn't get lucky when you win games like that? When you win, like, who doesn't? Every single team that wins like that. I know, but they got really. You lucky. can call it luck. You can call it whatever you want. Let me say this: for a defense to stand in on the one inch line for two or three plays and stop them, that's not luck. That is not luck. For you to have a guy that's aware enough to knock a ball out. That was amazing. And another guy aware enough to see it, feel it, and pick it up and take that's not luck. 
I mean, that is good sound playing. The fact that Eckler, I mean, the, the fact the that Eckler's effort, butt went down one inch short of the ball being in the end zone for a touchdown. The effort and the luck. camaraderie and the the total team effort it took to just hold themselves together down there on the one inch line. I mean, was incredible. I was really, really proud of that group now because that is too. There are many of us, many of us, that would have given up in that spot and said, ah, it's on the one. We can't stop them. Let's forget it. Go on in. Oh, I definitely thought the Titans were losing. When Eckler caught the ball. When Eck, well, I mean, when the Titans didn't get the sneak, I thought they were going to lose the game. But then when Eckler caught the ball, I thought for sure one way or another they were going to lose. And you can't tell me you didn't think that either. Let's get your reaction. 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. Tannehill on the table. The game yesterday on the table. The end of the game on the table. Everything. Whatever. 615-737-1025. Titans Monday. Jared and the GM live from the wholesaling studio powered by RumbleOn.com. Plus, we're giving away some Nashville SC playoff tickets later today on Jared and the GM. It's ESPN 1025 The Game. Plus, what did Floyd think? Of Tannehill's performance, all that. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025 The Game. Third and goal. Tennessee looking for the lead. Tannehill darts it back to the end zone. Touchdown, Tajay Sharp. The Titans go in front. Ryan Tannehill, two touchdowns. Both were beautiful throws. Uh, Floyd, what did we think of Tannehill yesterday? Because I will say this. I mean, I, I think everybody knows I was an ardent Marcus supporter, and I made every excuse in the book for Marcus. And I'm not ready to say that all of these teams' woes are now solved because Ryan Tannehill's taken over at quarterback. But there were a lot of things that we weren't sure of with the Titans' offense and we wondered, you know, is it Marcus's fault or is it the line's fault or is it the receiver's fault or is it the – and Ryan Tannehill goes in there and all of a sudden the line plays better with guys getting hurt, uh, Conklin and Davis get hurt, in come Kelly and Douglas and the line plays better and the receivers played better, Humphrey had four, Humphreys had four catches, Brown had six catches, Davis had six catches, Ferkser had a catch – like. I mean, Henry ran better yesterday. Now, again, some of that is the Chargers defense. You know, you were playing about a handful of backups out there. It was like a preseason game. But what do we think? You know, is Tannehill the answer to the problem here? And it's hard after watching yesterday not to say yes. Well, I mean, you're talking about one game, you know. But I'll say this, you know, after the one game, you can you can tell that he's played in the league. You know, you can tell he is not a rookie. Uh, and he is. I was. I was impressed with how he was composed. I, I was impressed with his what appeared to me to be leadership skills. Uh, I was impressed with. I can see where he's going to be a demanding guy. You know, he's going to make. He's going to want you to do the right things all the time, and all that's good. I think. Um, so I mean, he he threw. He threw. You know, I think we had four four uh, passes that were not caught by the targets all day long. So that's pretty good out of 
you know, whatever it was, 30 passes. So are you going to get excited about it or no? After one game, you can get excited, but it's one game. Well, I've learned about Titans quarterbacks in my life. Never get excited about one game, one handful of games, one stretch of game. I mean, you never, you know, Kerry Collins, when he would come in as the backup, someone would get benched, Kerry would play great. And, you know, Kerry was what he was, but, and I, I feel like that's what I'm looking at. I feel like I'm looking at kind of a Kerry Collins here. You know, and that's okay. Like, maybe the defense is good enough, not this week, but in general, maybe the defense is good enough to where if he just gives you that, not not 300 yards passing, but he gives you the Kerry Collins performance, that's good enough for this team to put you over the top. I mean, I was really disappointed with the defense I don't, the, You know, the, I mean, yesterday, you take the score yesterday, you're 7-0. and Oh, yeah. 7-0. and Think about that. Just the performance you got yesterday. However you want to categorize that performance, you get that for the past seven weeks, you're 7-0. and oh. Well, and in the biggest drive of the game, I felt like was the touchdown to, pa- to Sharp, where the Titans went up. Uh, I, I want to say it was the touchdown to Sharp. It was the drive that put him up 10. And I tweeted out before the drive, I said, let's see if Tannehill can take him down and seal the deal. Because I felt like a touchdown there essentially ended the game. Not, you know, if you give up four-yard touchdown or four-play touchdown drive and, you know, the next 20 seconds changes things a little bit. But I felt like a touchdown there to go up 10 midway through the fourth quarter was just exactly where you wanted to be. And Tannehill hit every big throw on that drive. He hit every big throw. And on third down, he's not afraid to throw the ball. You know, I do think that with Marcus, there was a lot of being afraid to throw the ball. A lot of, well, I don't want to do this because... And Tannehill's like, screw it. Zing. And the other thing, and I'm not here to knock on Marcus today because I love Marcus, but I said to you at training camp when we went to the Patriot practices, I said, I'm watching Brady zip balls, and I'm watching Tannehill zip some balls, and I'm watching Mario to throw ducks out there. And I don't know if I should be worried about it or not worried because I don't know how to evaluate a quarterback. And I watched Tannehill throw the ball yesterday. He was zipping the ball yesterday. Oh, he's got a fastball. You can tell there's a difference in there. And, and I think one of the commentators said, what's the, you know, asked the receivers what was the difference. And they said, well, Ryan, put a little juice on it. I mean, he was so, popping the mitt yesterday yeah. the way he was throwing the ball, which is a nice changeup. Let's go to your phones, your thoughts, everything on the table from Titans, Chargers, Titans Monday. Carl is going to kick us off today, 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. Carl, kick us off today. All right, look, guys, man, I got two comments, and then I got a question. My first comment is, look, after the game yesterday, all these offensive line woes, you can pretty well say it was 98% Marcus, okay? And the one interception that Tannehill threw yesterday, it wasn't even his fault, okay? The other comment is, if if, it, if that would have been a playoff game, they, Ten years from now, it would they would have done a 30-for-30 30 30 on it as one of the best goal-line stands in NFL history, okay? And my question is, does anybody have a clue when Suckup's going to be back? The field goal <laughs> kicker has cost us the Colts game and the Bills game, and he almost cost us the game yesterday. Oh, he tried so, so hard. Does anybody have a clue about Suckup? Oh, he tried so hard. I think Vrabel said he's trying to get back. Thank you for the call. He's trying to get back, like, in the rhythm of kicking or something or another. But Yeah, he uh, made it sound like he's working with the, the the snapper and the holder and, uh, you know, going through that, all that stuff. So I don't I don't know what uh, – I mean, if he – I don't know if he was put on 
you know, IR or NFI or I don't know what they did. Let me tell you what, that Wesley Woodyard saved two people today. He saved Cody Parkey and he saved Mike Vrabel. Because we would have taken, and I, you're going to get mad at me for saying this. Don't be mad at me, at least not yet, about this. Don't get mad at me, Floyd. But we would have taken four hours of people wanting to fire Vrabel if they had lost that game yesterday. We would have taken four hours of calls on that. I am not kidding. Because, I mean, that, and so Woodyard saved the kicker and he saved the coach. And how did he do that? Because the fans are not happy about, we're not happy at the time when they thought they were going to lose about Vrabel's uh, inability to challenge the spot on the Tannehill thing. We'll get to that in a second. I'm just telling you what I promise you the fans would have been mad about. Which spot? The fourth and one? Yes. But we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Save it up. Let me say this. If that's the reason, then he's in good shape. I'm telling you, the fans are not going to. I don't care. That was wrong. Cedric, go ahead. Man, at 540 on Friday, I told you if that game was close, Coach Meathead was going to blow it. And that government, if he didn't do it, almost said something else, Jerry. How do you not punt that, boy, when they have no timeouts and around the two-minute warning, you've got to punt that ball. Your defense has been playing great. Uh, I think there's something to be said for these second-act quarterbacks. Uh, if my boy Ryan uh, and Jared, I can't wait for it to hear you start calling him Ryan, can continue this, this beautiful thing that we saw on Sunday, throwing NFL-type passes. Those receivers ran a little bit harder. Did you see that fastball that he threw to Corey Davis, man, cut uh, your boy uh, uh, Marcus Mediocre wouldn't have thrown that pass. No. And the last, the last thing I'm going to say, man, is this: that's the type of game, and we all know it, that Mariota would have lost. Uh, a sorry team coming in here thinking we're going to win. He finds a way to lose that game. Tannehill finds a way to win it. Woo! It's just a great day, man. <laughs> they got a strip. They got. Thank you for the call, Cedric. They got a strip at the one yard line. It had nothing to do with the quarterback, and yet I don't disagree with the with the premise. That Mariota maybe loses that game. The way Mariota was playing, I'm not sure you get 26 points or 23 points or whatever it was yesterday uh, to win that game. I don't think you get that the way that this offense was playing under Mariota. Now, no, if we got 23 points, we would. But what did I, be what, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? <laughs> Cedric, right there, gets all been out of shape about Vrabel. I'm telling you, these fans on are, the on the fourth and one. The decision. We'll get to this next. We'll get to it next. 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 615-737-1025. All I'm asking you to do is just recognize the fact that even if the fans may be wrong, that they are mad about this. I don't care. We will get to that next. Jared and the GM, it is Titans Monday. 615-737-1025. ESPN 1025, the game and streaming on the Game National app. Chargers have no timeouts remaining. I would have Tannehill take this. Just needs a couple of inches. A first down here, and Tennessee would be able to take the clock down to about a minute ten if they didn't get another first down on this drive. That's how important this is. The other part of this, if it's a quarterback sneak, you have Henry behind you pushing you. We've seen that so often as of late in the NFL. On fourth down for Tennessee. Tannehill, there's the push. Did he get enough? Here's the measurement. Ah, they lost yardage. Chargers take over. They stop the Titans on fourth and inches. So there you go. The QB sneak heard around the world. And Mike Vrabel 
does not challenge the spot of the ball. Now, hold up first. No, no I'm not Fouts, holding up. I'm done. Dan Fouts Here's on the broadcast. The deal. Can we get to what Dan Fouts has? He's Here, in the Hall of Fame. No, he waits for me. Here's the deal. Two things matter whenever you challenge. One is, what was the call on the field? Because you have to see something that's going to determine you can you can win the call. The second thing is you got to be able to see the ball. If you can't see the ball, they will never, ever overturn their decisions. Ever. Because not, they can't see the ball. How can they overturn it? That was a absolute, he had absolutely no choice in challenging that. He would have lost sure as, it, as the day is long. So, I mean, whether the fans like it or not, it was absolutely the correct call because it would have wasted a timeout. Maybe you need it at the end of the game. So, I mean, you I, that was so easy. There's not even any bickering about that. Okay, the other side of the equation is why didn't they punt? But first, first, Dan oh, now Fouts. Now we're changing. No, 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 no. <laughs> Dan Fouts said what I think every Titan fan, including yours, truly believed at the time that Vrabel had to throw the flag. This is what Dan Fouts said. Uh, they have to challenge this. So as you predicted, Henry behind him was trying to push Tannehill, and then two Charger defenders came flying in to push him backwards. Mike Vrabel was just watching it on the big screen here at Nissan Stadium. Was it enough there, that initial well, remember, jolt? The, the yellow line's unofficial, but he clearly was beyond it. And I don't know why Vrabel's not challenging it. And I agree with Dan Fouts, if but that's that, not why I don't know. This is why I don't. you can't see the ball, none of that matters. And I watched that thing ten times. You could not pick up the ball anywhere. So. Could not see it. So for most challenges, I think if you throw the flag, you have to be 90% sure you're going to get it. Because you can never be 100% sure because there are sometimes you see the replay and you're like, how, how could they overturn this? What, what do they do? How could they not overturn that? And it doesn't even make any sense. So you have the 10% operator error where the refs do something. That New York does something you can't, can't even believe. Uh, and we've all seen it. So you got to be 90% sure if you're going to throw the flag. Except in this instance where he has nothing to lose to not Time throw the out. flag. Time out. That's nothing what he's got to lose. to lose. If you don't, the risk versus the reward here, the the reward is too high and the risk is too little. I mean, this is, to me, he had nothing to risk by challenging that call, and he had the ball game he to win. He had no chance of winning it. No chance. That is virtually 100 out of 100 times they will not overturn that. That's not true. That is absolutely true. Not 100 out of 100. 100, 1,000 out of 1,000. If they can't see the ball, they will not overturn it. And they could not see the ball. The rest of it doesn't matter. You know what else screwed it up, too? Is on replay, because the logo's there, you can't see the hash marks as well. 
Like, usually if you can see a guy go past a hash mark, you can say, well, hey, he's past the 47, so you know that the line to gain was the 48. He's past the 47, that's a first down. But with the logo being right there, you can't see the hash marks as well as you can. It doesn't matter where he is. It doesn't matter where he is. I think I think Fouts is right. When he tries to go over the top, his head and face are are first down. But the ball's not in his mouth. So it doesn't matter. You, where was the ball? And you couldn't see the ball. I mean, he had that was I mean, that is easy. I still think the timeout is worth mad worth over it. that. That's ridiculous. They're wrong. Oh, I'm telling They're you, Floyd, ab- we would have done Four hours of calls if they had lost this game. Because they had no chance of winning that. If Woodyard does not strip that ball, we would be doing four hours of calls today about that decision. About the decision to not challenge. We would have done four hours of calls on it. And then the other decision is whether or not you should have punted. This is what I thought was going to happen. Honest to God. When I saw Tannehill go out there, I said, okay. Tannehill's going to go out there. He's going to stick his hands under Ben Jones. And, you know... 485, 485, go! Uh, okay, nothing. Down to three on the play clock. Timeout. And then the Titans would have figured out what they wanted to do there. I thought that they were going to punt. I thought that they were going to punt in that situation. And deep down inside, I would have punted. Now, it worked out for them that they didn't. But I think that's the other side of this, of Rabel's decision to go for it on fourth down. And I get what he's doing. I mean, I get why he decided to go for it. I get why he decided to not challenge. I just think he's wrong, especially as far as the, you know, you're saying, well, they, they never overturn spot fouls so or spot calls, so why would I thousand challenge? Out of a why, thousand. why would I challenge a spot call? Because New York works in mysterious ways. Thousand out of a thousand. New York works in weird ways. And I am convinced I think that they would have looked at it. See, what I'm noticing about New York is they're doing more common sense reversals than they're doing um, indisputable video evidence. Like, uh, you could have argued that Melvin Gordon, it wasn't indisputable at the end of the game. I mean, I think he fumbled, and I think the Titans got the ball. I think it's a common sense. You know, you watch it, you say, yeah, I I think he fumbled the ball. But not... Oh, yeah, I 100% tell that he fumbled the ball, and I 100%. If you can see the ball, you've got a chance. And you could see the ball. You could see him carrying it. You could see the punch. You could see the ball rolling around. You could see Casey come up with it. If you can see the ball, like I said, you've got a chance for them to reverse it. If they can't see the ball, you got no Chance. I will. I will say this: this show has become kind of repetitive in the sense that Vrabel makes a bad decision. We go on the air the next day. You defend it, and well, I don't, see, you think that's a bad decision. Well, hold, hold on. Let me finish. And that's what I was going to say moronic. Of all of the bad decisions of Mike Vrabel's that you have one hundred percent gotten behind, this is the one where I think your argument holds the most weight. This is the one where I'm actually listening to you talk. I am changing my stance as far as it was on Vrabel's decision to not challenge and saying, you know what, you're probably right. It probably wouldn't have gotten overturned. But then I still go back to the fact that I just don't think the timeout is worth not risking it. It's not like you can use that other challenge down the road. There's two minutes and 30 seconds left. Why would? Why do you even risk, if you know it's not going to be overturned, 
Why do you throw the flag? I'd say that there was probably 70% would have would have stayed and 30% would have changed. of a thousand. A thousand of a thousand. You're giving Riveron too much credit in New York. A thousand of a thousand. Nobody would have ever reversed that. Ever. And the first time you see one, let me know. I'm j- I, I'd I, like to see it. I promise you, had they lost, we would be doing four hours of calls on this. I don't. I wouldn't. But you can. I'm telling you, yes, you, yes, we would have. I wouldn't have. That's what the show would have I been. Would have give, I would have explained my thing, and if I'm going to have people call and, and try to gripe about that, of all the things you can gripe about, I'm out of here. Okay, what about the decision to not punt? We'll get to that as well as the phones next. 615-737-1025. We're to them on this. Jared and the GM, Titans Monday, CSPM 1025. The game, do you know, an estimated 1.2 million people in the United States are living with or are in remission from a blood cancer. Join ESPN, the game national for the Light the Night Walk at Nissan Stadium on Friday, November 1st. You can be the difference in saving a life by being a part of the 2019 Light the Night Walk. For more details, to be a part of the event or to contribute, visit lightthenight.org slash event slash Nashville. Jared and the GM, it's Titans Monday. It's ESPN 1025 the game. Why not punt in that situation, Mike, on the, on the fourth down? Why not punt? You remember, did you watch Indianapolis and uh, Chargers game? That guy on the other side of that ball is, you know, that's, that's why. Mike Rabel scared to death of Phillip Rivers, by the way. I he's don't blame two times Rivers, in Rivers two years where he's made legitimate a, guy. a maybe not so hot decision based upon his fear of Phillip Rivers. Uh, I believe they should have punted in that situation. Uh, have Kern put him around the six. And now they got to go 94 yards in order to win the game. At that point, the Chargers then turn their attention to making sure they tie the game, not win the game. Uh, I think you by giving them the ball at midfield, you give the Chargers a chance to win the game. And if you get one inch, you win the game. You win the game. Yes, I understand it. I'm not. I'm one not hammering inch. Vrabel. I, I disagree with Vrabel's decision to not punt, but I'm not going to crucify him because he didn't do it in this instance. Now, again, the not challenging, he should have challenged. And you can tell me that he didn't have a good chance to win the challenge, and maybe you're right, but any chance to win that, the only way you could get that reversed is by trying it out and challenging, and he was unwilling to do it when the consequences were very, very little uh, at the end of the day. But I promise to your phones, and that's where we will go. Uh, Let's go to Cody, who's up next here on Vrabel's fourth down call. Go ahead, Cody. Hey, guys. uh, Thanks for taking my call. Um, so I, I actually am going to hammer Mike Rabel for this. I think it's a terrible choice to go with Tannehill over the middle here. And I go back to last year with a Luke Stalker decision. Give the ball to your bell cow, huge 240-pound running back and let him drill that defensive line one more time for one yard. Give the ball to Derrick Henry. Why not? Why will he not do this? It drives me nuts that he won't give the ball to Derrick Henry in this situation. I mean, I think and you make an argument, that, Cody, uh, I, I, Cody, I appreciate your call. I, I think you make an argument the Chargers lost the game because they didn't quarterback sneak. To me, the quarterback sneak is the safest thing you can do in the NFL. I, I, when you need one inch to win a game, to take the ball from center and run backwards four yards to hand to a running back, when you know everybody in the world is filling every gap in that offensive line, that's a little bit scary. 
I mean, now if you got to get a yard and and maybe a running uh, running start will help, or you got to get a yard and a half or something, that's another deal. But one inch, I mean, it you know, one inch, you just strictly want to go forward. Not that's all you need to do. And generally and speaking, you would think if he hadn't have gone up, if he would have stayed down on Ben's butt. He probably would have got it without any problem, but for whatever reason, he went up, and as soon as he got up, then I, they knocked him. Out. I was a little surprised the Titans didn't call timeout, like after getting to the line. If you know, first you try to draw the Chargers off sides, then call timeout, then go for it. And the only reason I say that is because you know, like the basketball theory of in the NBA at the end of a game, we have like seven timeouts because the the coach sees how you line up, and then they call timeout, and then you call timeout based upon how they're lined up. You know, like get a look at what the Chargers were lining up in and then call the timeout and then decide exactly what you wanted to do. But I have no problem with the choice of the quarterback sneak. I did wonder if they were going to sell everybody on the sneak because they had Dion in the game and they, they moved Lawan. Did you notice they moved Lawan over to right tackle on that play? No. So Lawan was, so Lawan and Kelly were lined up together on the right. I have no idea who was on the left. But what I was wondering was, were they going to then turn around and pitch it? You know, they brought Dion on the field, so Derek was at fullback. Dion was was at the H back or whatever, or was at the uh, the the running back position. Were they going to fake to Derek, pitch to the other side to Dion? I wondered if they were going to do that, and maybe that's why Dion was out there just to make the Chargers think a little something, something. But I'm not. I have no problem with the decision to quarterback sneak it. Uh, although, wouldn't it have been something if Rabel had sent Mario in to run the sneak? <laughs> The one thing that he might be better at than Tannehill right now. Interesting. Let's go to uh, Austin, who's up next on Mike Vrabel. Thank you for calling. What's up, Austin? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was kind of going off Floyd's point for the timeouts. The, I would say that the Chargers lost that game more than the Titans won. I mean, when you're on the one-yard line, they had, like, what, three tries in a row and a blown pass interference call in the end zone. So they couldn't get in the end zone. It would have been real funny if the Chargers actually got in the end zone and then the Titans were one timeout short of winning the game because they couldn't stop the clock and ran out of time. So um, thank you for your call. I, I mean, yeah, the Chargers totally blew the game. I'm not here to say – I'm not here to say one way or another the Chargers didn't blow the game. The Chargers tried to blow the game a lot of ways yesterday. I mean, Phillip Rivers threw a pick six to Malcolm Butler and he dropped the ball. Melvin Gordon fumbled the football and Kamale Correa tried to pick it up and run with it. Dive on the ball, Kamale. Oh, that was so frustrating. You act like that. Did you, did you see our quarterback get hit and the ball come out? No, the interception the Chargers got? No, the fumble. Which one are you talking about? Right before the, right at the start he of the second hit half? And the ball came out and was laying on the ground, but we got on it. Did we try to lose? Is that, I mean, I don't, you, you act like those things only happen to our team. Those things are standard in the league now. Those things happen all the time. Oh, yeah, no. you keep... And some of them are caused by you, and some of them are caused by them. But, I mean, to to think because you get a break that you're lucky, and yet the other team gets a break, and they're good, or or you're dumb, or I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, the way you look at it is the same across the board, because it happens to every team. And and in spite of, you know, you want to think you're the only one that ever happens to, it's not true. So I think it was Bosa that hit Tannehill on the interception where the ball just 
you know, fluttered up in the air and, and 36 for the Chargers intercepted it. I think 36's family was sitting behind us because they were so obnoxious after that interception. And they just started chanting, 36, got a pick. 36, got a pick. Oh, like five minutes after the interception. I, it took everything in me not to go up there and not to say, he only got it because Bosa hit the guy's arm. And then when the Titans won the game, it took everything in me not to go up there and say, how you feel now, 36, got a pick, family? I think it was, I think it was actually the second rounder from SC that ended up getting hurt. Um, I can't remember his name. Is that 36 who got the pick? Funny, no, the guy that hit the quarterback. Oh. But uh, we had a tight end trying to pass protect him. Yeah, it was not pretty. That was not pretty. A.G. is up next on the Titans. What's up, A.G.? Man, I would have had the whole Nashville calling me and complaining, too, because in this situation, I'm going for it. I'm playing to win. I ain't being timid, timid in no situation like it. And don't forget that, that he caught everybody off guard, too, with the fake punt early in the game when they throw their uh, reception to whoever, and they got three points to help them win the game, too. So I can't just criticize Braver too hard for his little decision. But I think I would have thrown throw the challenge flag earlier in the game, too. I mean, I would have thrown that challenge flag, too, though, because I, I just would have had to do it, though. But Braver, he did all right. So, I mean, I, thank you for your call. I'm not saying one way or another that, I mean, I don't think Mike Vrabel cost him the game yesterday because I actually do agree with Floyd that I don't think they would have overturned the challenge spot. My whole thing, in which we'll never see eye to eye on, is that I just don't think the timeout was worth not risking uh, by not challenging. Uh, even if it's nothing. I mean, what you know, if they say they're going to take a play from, away from you or whatever the case may be, you know, however they penalize it, if you can't win it, it's a waste of time. But you could win it. You just probably weren't going to win it. <laughs> and that may be the biggest thousand difference. out of a thousand. Right. Thousand out of a thousand. Tyrese is up next on Titans Monday. What's up, Tyrese? Yeah, I wanted to say uh, that the uh, I feel like the G, that the GM was on point last week when he said all we needed was uh, twenty points to win the game. We we're going to see what we can do with Tannehill, and Tannehill uh, got us there. Uh, we actually needed twenty three, but Jim was spot on with that. And also, I wanted to ask, you know, why do you guys think that uh, that uh, Mariota couldn't do that for us? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you for the call, Floyd. You know, uh, um, I mean, I'm not going to criticize Mark, but I will say this: I think Tannehill was was confident. I think he is smart. I think he understands the league. You know, he can look at a coverage, and and I got the impression that he knows what that coverage is and what's going on and what he can and can't do. Uh, and he's he is, at least for this game, one game, a lot more accurate with a lot more zip. Oh, he had the zip so. now. I know that you always say that arm strength is overrated in a quarterback, but if you're going to put it right in those windows and you're going to zip it like that, like some of those passes to Brown and Davis, they were so well thrown that you can't even defend that. Oh, I mean, nobody, you know, we're always talking about receiving. Nobody dropped any balls, nobody. And, I mean, he he threw it with more velocity than, than Marcus, and, but he was accurate with it. And if you put it on, I mean, I think we see the Davises of the world and the, these guys, if you put them, if you give them a chance to catch it, they can catch it. And so, you know, I thought that was, I mean, we only had, like like I said, there were four 
four plays that got, that receivers were targeted that they didn't come up with a reception. I mean, other than that, plus the list of, of people that got receptions. I mean, the list was gigantic. Ferg, sir. I don't know how many people there were, but, I mean, he threw it to a bunch of them. Although Delaney, not on that list, and that's a whole other discussion to get into yeah. later in the week. We're back to your phones next. 615-737-1025. Plus, can we really celebrate this Titans win? Considering that maybe they should have lost. We'll discuss next. Jared and the GM right here at ESPN 1025 The Game.